Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. The album of the day. Well, it's fairly new. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Picked it up on vinyl Saturday. I really want James Gunn to make more mixtapes. I've been playing this song for years now on the Dan Moore Show. Go all the way, my raspberries. I also find that movie uses music. That movie being Guardians of the Galaxy. It uses music so well. I get a little tired of some of these movies that just put music on in the background like it's a glorified music video. But Guardians of the Galaxy takes the soundtrack and makes it a crucial character or part of the main character's development. By essentially having the mixtape that Star-Lord is playing be... Well, it's the last thing his mother died of, well, brain cancer. Uh, it's the last thing she gives him. And he's abducted by aliens. and So he's got all these hits of the 60s and 70s to listen to. And it's Awesome Mix Volume 1. And I was listening to it this weekend. And it's a, it's a good mix to have. It's a good mix to have. And it looks like, join me, I stalled. I stalled. I did. This is the one, the only, 84. Hello, sir. Hey, Joey. Did you shave your head? I did. Look. It I looks look like good. a human being again. It looks good. I know. You have a, good sh- a well-shaped head. It's not, hey. uh, you know, cone-headed at all. Apparently, apparently, it looks very good. Oh, wink, wink, my. nod, nod, if you know what I'm good saying. For I even you. I trimmed the whiskers. I don't look as old good without all you. the white coming yeah, out. Yeah, I'm of my trying beard. to grow some. I'm seeing what my facial hair is doing. It'll come. Do you think I should you know, just shave everything off except the mustache? Try Mm-mm. to bring the mustache in? I'll tell you what, this is. I had no intention of speaking of this, but actually, let's say you're what, 29? 29? Yes. That's about when my facial hair started growing. I'm, I'm feeling it, too. Hold on. Let me try real quick. I, I'm, I, I mean, no Ugh. kidding. I'm mean, trying to push it out of my face. <sighs> oh, but, wait. Something else came out. Crap. <laughs> but, no, I mean, you look at the picture you have down. How, how old were you when you took the picture that's downstairs on the wall? Oh, I had to be... 25, 26. Okay, so, I mean, you're, and for some, and I'm not a hairy person. I mean, I mean, you can look at my arms. I mean, well, I mean, I have, I have pretty hairy legs. 
Yeah. Not crazy. It, it, it's not it, Robin Williams level. Give it a couple of years. It'll grow in. And yeah. Well, I mean, I've got the soul patch going. I could play trombone. See, that's what you need to do. Just keep the soul patch? If I were you, yeah. I would go goatee and keep the the from the bottom lip down to your chin. Mm-hmm. Keep all that clean shaven and go with the goatee and do like this mega soul patch that goes down. Underneath the, oh, the chin? Yeah. yeah. See, the problem See, with, the goatee and, uh, with the goatee, I don't have any, I don't have the connection <clears throat> that goes from the, the corners of the lip down. I don't have that yet. Yeah, well, see that, but but that would make. I don't want it, to look like a pirate. No, that would make it unique. <laughs> I didn't say. Or, or what you could do is grow the corners out. And oh, and wax twirl them, them give them wax. Them. Yeah, I'm. Well, you I'm know, not a, twenty years from I'm now. I'm not a blacksmith. If I was good with my hands, well, let me f- rephrase that. If I was good with tools, I would do that. But I'm I'm not good with tools. I'm all right with my hands. I can play guitar, for instance. It's been a while, though. Not well. But uh, anyway, I invited you up tonight because last week, before I got sick, we had a fantastic show. And you pressed me with a very tough question, a serious question. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of that... I thought it went wonderfully. It was like... It, it wasn't the next day. It was like the day after. I think we were listening to the morning show. And Lauren said... What Joey's sick? He's got the flu. Oh no! I was like, yeah. I said, I think I think he's got the studio funk as well. And she said, and you just did his show Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night, great. We're all gonna have it. So far, nice. We've not had any of it yet. Good, good. I'm, so, I'd, I'd hate that our discussion about the meaning of life and God and why oh, we have emotions and all that stuff. And um, I've, got a, I've got a great question, too. One so you've came got to a, me last night. You've got a follow-up <laughs> question, another tough question. And we're not getting into sort of a you know a measuring contest. This isn't like you're not sharing the right opinions, Joey. And I'm yeah, gonna, no, there's no, no right it's answer. A, it's it a is, genuine conversation. You know, Joey, a couple of, uh, a couple of months ago, you went through this thing and you were like, Ask me anything. Mm-hmm. Get to know me. Yeah, I let's didn't get, get to any, know one another. I didn't get any tough questions. I was a little sad about. That. Yeah. So, and and uh, this is not necessarily a tough question. Right. It's just a deep question. Okay. And for some reason, on the way home last night, I got to thinking about it. And and again, folks, I have not heard this question. I'm just hearing 84's musings right now. And you're thinking about it last night. Yeah, and and I and I don't even remember why it triggered with me. Mm-hmm. But this is just inside my head. My brain's me. I can't even sleep at night. If I get four hours of sleep, I'm doing great because I can't not I cannot turn my brain off. I hear you. And uh, I've been. There. But anyhow, I've, I've gotten used to it, and I function just fine. Uh, but it's a two part question. Okay. It's it, because the first question is somewhat simple. And I asked myself that question, and I was like, well, this is what I'm scared of. I said, but why are you scared of it? Okay. What is the thing that you are the most afraid of? Wow. And that's that's the the first part of the question. But once you come up with that answer... 
the bigger question is why is it that that scares you or frightens you more than anything else this is uh, and i'll give you a second to think about it because i've already had the question in my head and i've kind of somewhat well this is i, I might have gone through it i might have done a show on this because it's something I've, I've written about because my dad actually asked me that exact question in a very serious way he's like what are you most afraid of yeah, and, and, and I know I joke and kid around, but but uh, this is a serious question. Right. And I think the follow-up is is more important to why it is that that frightens you or makes you uneasy, however you want to word it. Mm. And I was, for some reason, thinking about that, and I thought about death is what I'm most afraid of. Death. Mm-hmm. Death. And it's not the easy knee-jerk reaction of, well, we don't know what's going to happen when we die. Sure. When we die, you know, we're gone, and I, we don't know where our consciousness moves to, what happens. Are we reincarnated, and we That's come back what a again? Lot of Eastern and, traditions would say. You know, in the are, new wave traditions. Are yeah. we ascended into heaven and sitting with God and Jesus? Right. You know, we don't. We have faith in a belief system. But we don't know exactly. You don't know anything until you experience it. So I was actually uh, on the issue of death. I was listening to a podcast about it last night, and there's a fantastic point about early Christians. I mean, and there still might be some Christian denominations who believe this, like this is what's going to happen. But the reanimation of the body. But so a lot of the early church believe that, you know, this is why the burial is so important, don't be cremated, is that you'll be reanimated in some way. And there's a, a deeper meaning to that that I think is incredibly profound, where the way you experience like, like your consciousness and the way you experience life has everything to do with your body. It's not like, oh, there's the, the spirit and then the mind and then the body. There, It's all pretty much the same thing and that's why the body would be reanimated and like that the body's very important now as christianity moved on um and a lot of denominations it became more no it's your soul it's a spiritual thing it's not the body per se but i think there is something to the idea that if you tried to say there are people who are secular who want to use technology to make people immortal. They want to, you know, whether it's Ray Kurzweil with the singularity and we plug our brain into a collective consciousness or, you know, you can use all sorts of medicine to make yourself live longer. You could upload your consciousness into a computer. A lot of problems they're finding with that is like they're trying to teach robots and, and create artificial intelligence. If you create an artificial intelligence and it has no like motor skills, nothing to move, nothing to aim towards, it's going to be very difficult to even come up with anything we think of as consciousness. That our our brain isn't just in our head. That our nervous system is our whole body in many respects. So I, I think that's actually a, a good point of... Uh, that we need to not buy into too much. Oh, here's your mind. Here's your soul. Here's your body. It's for me. It's all kind of one and the same. But the the question of death itself, I honestly, I don't I don't want to die, but I don't fear my own death. It's a Epicurus talked about this, it's, and I very much consider myself an Epicurean. And he said, "Why should I fear something 
that by definition is there when I'm not. And on why I'm, while I'm here, death is not. Like, it's not my own death that I fear. It's, no, people I love. I fear that a lot. And I've, we both have gone through that. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's much worse for me to contemplate, to think about people like, who are still alive and kicking or really love knowing they're going to pass. That's a tough day that I have to put them in the ground and then, you know, deal with it and still go on with the party. And, and that's, that's part of, you know, in, in every type, it, and I'm using air quotes, religious thing, there's a, a new body that comes on with it. Right. I mean, Christianity, you know, but... Ideally, it's when you're 29 or 30, right? And say The height of your powers. Oh, yeah. Well, if I could be 30 again. The, uh, now, actually, I wish I was 11 again. Coleman can just, he can tear it up. Uh, if I had his energy, man, I'd be a millionaire. They, but that's that's the first question, is what do you fear the most? I haven't and, answered and now, that yet. And but. you haven't answered that. The second question is, why is it? Because all those thoughts go through my head. What's going to happen? Where am I going to be? You know, I, I have faith of what's going to happen to me. But that's that's my faith. It's not knowledge. And when I thought about it, because you said we don't know what's going to happen. Right. We don't know where we're going to be. What's gonna, all we know is what we have experienced. Right. If I die, I'm not going to get to walk my three daughters down the aisle. And I know a lot of fun has been made about, you know, Greg, you walking goose down the aisle. She's fixing to get married. And I will not have that experience. My children will not have that experience of their daddy walking them down the aisle. I'll never know what a grandchild is. You hear grandparents talk about, you know, how lovely it is to have a child that you can send home as a joke. You know, uh, you know, you can hold a baby and then say, here, it's yours, take it home. I'll miss all that. And I probably won't be conscious of that. But my children would be missing the fact of when my oldest has her first baby if I die is there's going to be this great moment of joy of here I've, I've this thing grew inside my right. body and this is a beautiful wonderful being created by God but daddy's not here yeah. and it hurts me on two levels of I would miss it plus my children would miss you know, having that connection with me that goes beyond where we are right now. I have a wonderful relationship with all my children, but I, I don't want them to be sad when they walk down the aisle on their wedding day to think about them going, Where's da- Dad? Daddy should be walking me down the aisle. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to make anybody upset, but that and That's the more I fear. got to thinking about yeah. it, was it, it? It scares me that because, you know, heck, I mean, I've had plenty of friends. I'm 44 years old, mm. and I've known many people that have had just heart attacks out of the blue. And I'm a fairly healthy person, right? You know, I mean, I'm probably I got a little bit of a pot belly, but 
you know, yeah, I mean, heck, I'm... Like we said earlier, know. especially with that shaved head of yours, you look good. Oh, I look... Yeah. Now, Joey, that is you beyond... You can cut a rug. Dude, I, mean, I, I look dynamite. You have a, you know, such <laughs> a charming awesome. wit, too. It's so... It's wonderful. But, but, you know, they would have to live with... Why did Daddy, yeah. you know, dip snuff? Why did he smoke cigarettes right. from time to time? And and those things are that that's the answer to the why I'm scared of that. I'm not scared of dying itself. The reason the ramifications why is how it would affect everybody that I know. Yeah. Now you've had a moment to think about it. What are you the most scared of? Well, I've had years to think about this because my dad asked me years ago. Um, essentially, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is, you know, I have the basic fears like, you know, fear of snakes or, or reptiles. Like, I used to have this reoccurring dream I've told on air uh, when I was a kid. I would be in my old backyard on Johnstown Drive, and I was in the back corner. I'd turn around, and the yard would be infested with alligators. And I would hop and skip and jump and avoid all the gators until I would get to the back door. And right before I'd turn the knob and go inside, a gator would chomp, get me, and I'd wake up. So I kind of have this primal fear of like being eaten alive. That's one of the most horrific ideas ever. But in, like the thing I actually fear the most, knowing myself, um, there's one line from, I guess it's a, the picture of Dorian Gray, uh, that... Ennui is the only sin for which there is no forgiveness. Ennui is like an utter kind of boredom with life. Like nothing really gets you going in the morning. Like even the songs you used to love and the movies you used to love and the people that have sustained you for so long, you, you everything feels like sand in your mouth. And the reason I fear that the most, that sort of boredom with just being here, uh, is because I think there is, um, I have a personality that leads there. Like, what difference does it make? You know, what's the point? And I, that scares the hell out of me that that would ever take over me. And so I try to remind myself that, you know, kind of look at the world through the eyes of the child on occasion. Try to dream while awake. Uh, try to find that zeal and zest for life. And I, I mean it, just f from seeing people I know who have gone through that sort of apathy with the world and having experienced it myself. Um, it's a scary place to be. I've crawled out of that hole before, and I don't ever want to go back there, and I don't want to uh, dig deeper. Hey, you're talking about where you just exist. Yeah, you just go through the motions. You're just not doing anything. You just are taking up space yeah. in the universe. Yeah, and it's it's a terrible feeling. That's a good answer. Uh, and I, I don't think that is a, a correct way to live, and there are reasons why you can fall into that. But, uh, you know, and Tom Riello is uh, texting me over here. He says, faith is a type of knowledge. This is Tom, this is why I want you on the show. He taught me over a Catholic. We're going to get you on the show, Tom. I know you're a busy man, but that is a great discussion to have. Faith is a type of knowledge. Um, I would actually... And it is. Agree. And I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with him. No, and I and, tend to agree, actually. And there... Because you have to... Your knowledge is from evidence of what happens... And I think he's going back to the regeneration of the body. Scientific I, if knowledge, If you believe in yeah. Christianity, that Christ got a new body and he came back and he walked through the walls and said, Thomas, here, put your... Uh, understand that part of it. That's why the fact of dying doesn't necessarily scare me. What it's, made you think about this? Like I that? have no idea. It just seems so I, morbid. You know? I, well, it no, 
I can't remember. I, I just heard something. Like I said, my brain goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I just heard that question, and I was like, well, okay, we're all scared of something, but why is it that you're scared? Why are you scared of a snake? Why are you scared of dying? Why are you scared of, you know, being dunked underwater? There's a reason behind that, and that's the bigger question is why is it that that's what has affected you to the point that it, you know... That preoccupies you. Yeah. Mind. It's what it, you're actually afraid of. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I don't walk around, you know, looking for nails on the ground or something all day, every day, thinking, oh, I'm fixing to die. Hmm. I'm not saying that. It's not a, a phobia. It's just, you know, what what are you afraid of happening to you? And that was the first thing that came to my mind. My, my mind was my children and the things that I would miss and the things they would miss with me. I've been blessed. My parents lived. You know, my mother died two mm-hmm. years ago, and uh, but she at least got to see her grandchildren. My daddy's still with us, and Papa and Coleman are thick as thieves. I mean, they're best friends. And, oh, yeah. And uh, and. <laughs> Coleman is going to remember the time that he spends with his granddaddy. Hmm. And if something happens to me when Coleman has a child, he's not ever going to remember the times that he spends with his granddaddy. And memories and what's in our heads are much more important than pictures that you see on the wall. Right. Well, and I don't want their experiences. I don't want to uh, toot our own horns here, but I'm going to. Um, Go ahead. Where I think our both of our fears, respectively, that of death because of the ramifications for family, and you wish you want to make more memories. I think being apathetic and bored with life. It's healthy to have. We understand that these are very much uh, pits that you can fall into, and it's good to, to push back against it. And for me. Especially after uh, my mom passed, I was in this fit of like, okay, life is suffering, life is difficult, you can still find meaning out of it. But my biggest problem wasn't dealing with the fact that tragic things happen. It wasn't the problem of like, we all die. I wasn't, I was like, okay, that's a fact. I'm not too worried about it. I am worried, but you know, you do what you can. But it was more like I couldn't, I didn't feel like I had permission to be happy or to have joy in the moment. And so I'm sitting like one afternoon... I'm on the couch in our old house in the media room, and I'm reading some deep book, you know, trying to deal with the tragedies of life and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there in my head like, you know, why do good people die too soon? Why do the the evil prosper and the good seem to get the short end of the stick? You know, why all these big existential questions. And then, you know, I'm sitting there racking my brain, really feeling sorry for myself. The world's unfair. And then in the middle of reading all this stuff and thinking about this stuff, I just feel a big, wet lick. And I look to my left, and it's Mr. Gimli, the Red and Fuzzy Big Booty Buddha. And the reason I call him the Red and Fuzzy Big Booty Buddha is because that dog's kiss in that moment, he completely surprised me, was like, hey, idiot, there's such a thing as, like, play with me, rub my butt, have some fun, throw, we'll play fetch, and enjoy life in the moment. Just because things might, you know, might all die, might all become food for worms, doesn't mean you can't enjoy the moment. 
that you have to live in the here and now. And there's another great example. It's kind of silly, but especially when you're a teenager. Why did why are, I was talking about this with somebody earlier today? Why are teenagers so moody? I think some of it is hormones. It's like once you realize, wait, I can do that. I can. What is this sex thing? Um, and you can talk to people. What's that down there? You're right. <laughs> You can talk to people, you can figure it out, and usually teenagers do it in an awkward way, but it becomes like this big thing, especially in our modern culture. There's a great movie called Pirate Radio, where this guy goes to the pirate radio station, this uh, ship off the coast of England, and he's going to, he thinks, because the ship's captain sets him up with his lovely knees, and he thinks he's going to lose his virginity that evening. And it turns out she hooks up with one of the other DJs. And he's just distraught. It's like the end of the world. Like, how did... I was about to... With this lovely girl, now it just didn't happen. And that guy? She hooked up with that guy? What in the world's going on here? And he's just down in the dumps. And there's this one scene they do that is brilliant. Where he's just sitting on a bench in the boat. And head hanging low. You know, just that sorrowful posture. Yeah. And uh, these two guys come and sit on either side of him. One sets down a plate of cookies. The other sets down a big glass of milk. And they, like, nudge him and tell him to look at it. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't care. What good is all that? So they, they start eating the cookies and drinking the milk right in front of him. And he finally, in his terrible, sorrowful posture, he, he just goes, ah, oh, to hell with it. He grabs a cookie and he eats it. And he pours back some of the milk in his mouth. And... It's like, yeah, man, your heart might be broken. What you expected didn't work out. But just eat some milk and cookies. Life's all right. There are still beautiful things in this world. Chill out. And you know, that scene's always stuck with me because it was done without words. Um, and, and really well done. It, I'm, I'm glad you asked me these questions tonight. And we still have 30 minutes to go. And I'm wondering if the fo- other person's... You want to join in after this break? Oh, yeah. Okay. We got to get another answer. Another special guest. Okay, well, we got to hit a break here. and uh, Two-part question now. Again, the album of the day is the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. I want James Gunn to make oh, me more mixtape. Did you get that? I came that in with picture. Go All I sent the a Way. Picture of you. I sent a picture to you. Uh, there's a Lakeshore Drive in Montgomery. Yeah, I still have <laughs> did you that. Get that. I did, and that's a fantastic song. That's in part great. two. That's in the second movie. But the first movie, the first song I played this evening was "Go All the Way" by the Raspberries. But this one, and somehow it became popular again. Maybe it's because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Elvin Bishop fooled around and fell in love. I'm not that much of a player, though, so I don't relate to the song. Hey, this, this is a great song. But it is a good song. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I you... used to be a player. Oh, well, well, maybe we'll have to address that when we come when, back. When I danced. <laughs> Welcome back. Listen to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Alongside me, 
84. And now joining us is Toy Toy. Toya, what's up? Hey, guys. Hey. Well, the album of the day, again, is the Guardians hey, of the Galaxy soundtrack. The room just got much better looking. Indeed. I mean, like, immediately. I try. I try. <laughs> well, and I can bring you in on this. Before we get talking about what are you most afraid of and why, okay. uh, we were talking about my attempt to grow facial hair. Should I just go with a soul patch and then learn to play the trombone? Or You know what, Joey? I've always told you I thought you were cute, so oh you pretty much can work with anything. That, oh that's actually cute on you, too. So Uh-oh. You can, do, you can go with the... Facial hair, or you can do the bare naked face. You, you can come by anytime you like if you're going to say <laughs> stuff so like that. You just said he could be bare naked. No, I did not say his bare face. naked. Oh, his face. oh, face. He could shave or have the little. Yeah, or he could have yeah. some fuzzy hair on his face. See, thing. I think, I think it would be great if he just went right through there, right on the chin, and left the soul patch with a little chin patch, like a. Uh, uh, like you a remember, Billy you watch Scooby Doo? I have. You know, Shaggy had the little thing down there. They call that, I think, a little goat. Is it a goatee? Yeah. A little, oh, yeah, yeah. But so I don't have the connecting hair right here. You don't no. need it. Yeah, but I, again, I'll look like a pirate. No, we've been over is, this. I'm trying to tell you, you would make a new, I mean, this would be the phenomenon that swept the country, is if you just, the yeah. mustache, I would go home and shave from here to here <laughs> and just have the mustache and, and you're a little. Talking about your face, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Good. I, I mean, I think it'll work, Joey. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. You can try it. Good. Anything will <laughs> work. With Handling all the important questions here tonight. Now, I mean, might as well get you in on this, Toy. Okay. Uh, he's been asking me tough questions. He asked me one last week. He came in tonight with... He asked for it. And essentially, what your question is, if I'm remembering it correctly, is what are you most afraid of and why? Yeah. And the why is more important than the what. What are you most afraid of? And what is it about that that I think mainly for me, what I'm most afraid of is um leaving this earth and not completing everything I need to make sure that my kids are going to be good when I'm gone. Well, that's very similar to his <laughs> that's answer. Pretty much what is my it? answer was. Yeah, like I mean, because you, you're. With me, I'm constantly thinking about it. You know, I try right. not to, but, you know, as a parent, you know, and I'm getting older, we're not promised tomorrow, so I'm always, like, constantly thinking, like, oh, God, like, I really got to get this done or make sure this is, you know. Are the kids going to be all right? Yeah. Are they going to, you know, and I want, and I feel like they are because I raised some good kids. Yeah. And I have a great family, um, but you just still have that worry. You still have that fear. Yeah, no, I guess it shows that I'm not a parent, but I really am worried that, uh, well, I'm, I'm not worried about my kids. I don't have any. Right. <laughs> I mean, why would I worry about my kids if I don't have any? Do you plan on having kids? Probably. I'm not against it. It's not like a big goal in life. The older I get, though, yeah. 29th year, probably going to get worse as I get 30. I, I do have a little bit of that itch. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I must, like I'm on a mission yeah. Uh, to get married and have children, but I would be all for it um, if that day, when that day comes. God, I had three children when I was 29. I got married at 16. Wow. <laughs> Man, y'all grew up fast. <laughs> I'm trying to just be in perpetual childhood. <laughs> you better enjoy it. <laughs> everlasting spring. Oh, and, and never stops. But I don't know. But that, from what, what Toy just said, I mean, that's, that's the thing is you, 
I think something does happen to you once you have children. Yeah. Is it's there's such a bond there. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just some scallywag, you know, Yahoo that's just spitting them out or or knocking girls up. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be too coarse, but uh, you know that happens, mm-hmm. and you just really don't give a care. But if if you really are, if you care about your family, your focus moves. It moves so much. I remember the day when when we left the hospital with our first child. I'll never forget this. I had a Thunderbird. Of course you <laughs> I did. I remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course you did. Cranberry Thunderbird, that joker was, man, it was smoking hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a dang good-looking car. Mm-hmm. Had two tens in the back, in the trunk. Really? You know there ain't room for tens once you have children, but we didn't have any at the time. Yeah. Great stereo system. <laughs> no, because you got to put all the stuff in the trunk. You do. And I remember walking out of the hospital <laughs> when I went to put Sydney in the little the little car seat thing. When I leaned over, I hit her head on the top of the car. The baby? And she start, yes, and she started oh, screaming. No. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I've done killed my child. Oh, no. It, it, which I didn't. Yeah, but they, yeah. they, they say babies bounce. They really do. Oh, wow. And so, anyhow, we get her in the car. <laughs> and, and my wife and I, we get in the car. And, and when we pull out, we were at, it was Humana at the time, but, but Baptist East. We pull out of the little parking thing. And when we get to the stoplight, I looked at Lauren, and I was like, I won't say what exactly I said. I said, <laughs> you know, holy crap. crap! This is ours now, and we've got to take care of this child. And your entire life changes in one moment when you leave that hospital. Because at the hospital, I mean, you can just say, hey, he's baby crying. He's still in shock. Y'all take it it back to the nursery and y'all keep it, you know, and we'll sleep. And it's like, you're on your own. And then when you get two, it's like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, we're even. And then when you get to number three, it's like, "Uh uh-oh, we're outnumbered. (laughs) And then after that, it's like, oh, well, we got four. We already outnumbered and all that. But it it changes your entire perspective, does it not, Toy, on life? It does. And what's crazy is I actually wanted a big family. Yeah. In the beginning, I wanted four, maybe five kids. But um, life didn't work out that way. Right. Because I eventually got divorced, and I'm like, you know, okay, I don't want to have two, three, four baby daddies, you know, like, but it's life. Yeah. You, you have to move on. You have to experience new relationships. So, I did move on, and I, and I had my daughter. And um, I think it's, it goes back to your home bringing, because with me, I feel like I was lucky to be brought up in a family that loved us and and that showed us right from wrong and that taught us love so it's only natural when you have your kids you're gonna love the heck out of them you know so and you want everything that's best for them so i I totally get it well taught you great taste in music i had talked to your mom a little bit after we did a show you know what she she tried to call joey too she was like i need to talk to joey (laughs) because i need i need you to let him know that when you and i remember just like it was yesterday when my mom would clean up on clean up days, she would line us up on the couch 
and sit us down and she would get her broom and her mop and she would put on that Michael Jackson, that Prince, yeah. that Stephanie Mills, yeah. that Anita Baker, yeah. that Luther Vandross, like um, the OJs, the Temptations, just the Isley Brothers, Switch, Elder Barge. Like when I say I grew up on music and I love music, I love some music. So, yeah, my mom did that. That's awesome. I need to, maybe one day I'll meet her. You will. She wants to meet you. And she said she wanted to play matchmaker, right? A little bit. Did She's, she? Well, she said, you, we're going to find you a woman. Oh, you know what? She did say that. She did tell she me did, that. She did say Uh-oh. that. Yeah, she did say that. See, but that's a project. We're going to find you a good country woman. Oh, no. <laughs> Do I look like from? a country boy to you? He's a country boy. Where are you from, Toto? I'm actually born and raised in Montgomery, Alabama. But I, um, I, I, I say... What I can, part of Montgomery were you born and raised in? Sort of like the North Side. I'm a North Side queen. I'm a North Side baby. Okay. <laughs> but um, I was blessed to be, I call it country. Okay. I got a little bit of the country life, and I got a little bit of the city life. You up there, you up there towards Boston? You on the other side of the bypass? Down in Wall, Pike Road, Wall, Alabama. Okay. Oh, that there ain't North is. Montgomery. That's East Montgomery. No, I'm saying Woman? that's the country. Yeah. When I said I was able to be in the city and country. Okay. So that's where your family is. No, I got yeah. But what yeah. you're saying is because I'm such a... Yeah, that older. was in the middle of nowhere a couple of years ago. Yeah. They are growing. Oh, it's becoming its own little town, own little city. But because I'm such a city boy uh, that I need a good country girl? No, I just think, you know... It's always good to be a little different. Yeah, you know, I like just that. Try something you wouldn't try. Is, do you think there's anything with, wrong with dating a country girl? Uh, no, not yeah. at all. No, I just don't know if I would be what they're looking for. <laughs> just, I'm self-conscious. That's where you're thinking too hard. I do, I do. <laughs> I, I think I think too much. I don't act enough. I don't, <laughs> just get out there and have fun. Yeah, think, live life. Yeah. I think what Toya is saying is she's on FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get on there, Joey. <laughs> I know nothing about farming, but I'm willing to learn. <laughs> don't matter. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to work. No, I, I don't know. I've met a lot of intelligent, beautiful country women that have come into the station. And I'm just like, I feel... I, don't, I feel a little emasculated, to be honest. <laughs> Where it's like, I don't know how to work in the fields. I don't know how to... You know, milk a cow like this guy over here, this well, joker over here. I don't know how to do any of that either. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I skipped all but, those classes. But you're, you're, you're like in between. A little bit of, what'd you call it? Look, I don't even do bugs. Oh, okay. Well, I don't like bugs either. And I pretty much am a country girl. Now, I don't mind. Now, when we go out in the backyard and we pull out the guns and we get to doing our target practice, now nice. I love all that. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> But bugs and animals, I do not do them. And they'd be Good like, how are you from Lord. the country? And you, I just can't. You don't like, what about like pets? Like, like dogs I and cats? I just got over the fear of dogs, of dogs and cats. What, what made you, wait, we started out talking about what are you most afraid of? And maybe it's not your biggest fear, but why were you afraid of dogs and cats? I just was scared of anything that wasn't human. Mm. Like, just, just the... And you ain't scared of humans? <laughs> and that's the crazy part. As I got older, I realized yes. that I should be more afraid of humans yes. than I am. 
Right. <laughs> it's crazy, yes. I learned that as I got older because, yeah, you have to watch out for these humans. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've met some dogs where I'm, I'm scared of them, but I realize that they're acting that way because they're scared and they're being protective. And, like, I can understand a dog. Yeah. I can understand. I've met a lot of cats. Why would you ever own a cat? <laughs> That's what I thought until I had to babysit a cat. Uh, because you have children who <laughs> insist that you get a cat. Oh, oh that's it. We've actually got a pretty cool cat. Nugget is, he's, he's okay. pretty Oh, awesome. that's a cute name. Well, <laughs> we thought he was a female. <laughs> his first name. Oh, wow. Oh. His first <laughs> name, name was, I can't even remember this first name. And I got to looking at the cat, and I was like, because I mean, he's just a little kid, and he's probably, you know, two months old. And yeah. I was like, hmm. No, that's a boy. <laughs> They're like, really? I was like, yeah. See them nuggets right there? Oh, that's a boy. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. And so now his name is Nugget. Man, you are straight up but country. he is. Oh, that dude born and bred. I like that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've never been afraid of dogs. I've had several family members who are or have been, but it was never like a, I don't know. Each of their own, but I was I was always around dogs. I was love yeah. dogs, so it wasn't. And I'm sure you would love Mr. Gimli, our fox oh, red Labrador. You, you would. He he's a wonderful dog. Now he will he will lick all the makeup off your face. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't wear makeup. <laughs> he's scared of that. Well, he'll lick all the grease or whatever you got on your face. That dog will lick you to death. And but. what's crazy is like just being here at Blue Water Broadcasting. Because there are a lot of pets around, and my family. Yeah. My, my mom has a dog. My sister has a dog. My, like being around, you guys kind of got me out of that fear. Awesome. Like seriously, because I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. No, how can you be scared of French bulldogs, for oh, instance, like Rick's dogs? <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like they are the cutest. Right. Like, but like you guys really helped me get over that fear. You know what? A strange. <laughs> it's a cute, cuddly, adorable animal that I actually realize I do have a little bit of a fear of them. Rabbits. Oh yeah, I couldn't do rabbits. What? Either. Yeah. Well, I think it's because I saw Monty Python when I was young, and the the rabbit is like real killer, <laughs> very killer sharp rabbit. teeth. <laughs> well, and but then somebody has said, Joey, here's some arugula lettuce. Feed the rabbit. And so I didn't even give it completely to the rabbit. I just let the rabbit bite the end of it, and it was just doing this. It was the most adorable thing in the world. So I got over my fear. But no, there's something about it. I can't see its teeth. I can't see its little mouth underneath all that, that big fur ball. So what? The, the rabbit might bite me, because I was bitten by a hamster when I was younger. See, this is why I can't be set up with somebody. Look at what I'm, I'm admitting to. I'm yeah. scared of small rodents. All right, Joey. Yeah. My brother has a pet rat. Oh. Not a pet rat. I'm sorry, a pet snake. Oh. oh. They eat the rats. That's what I be oh, seeing. Yeah. So like, and he's huge. He's had him since he was a Ooh, baby. Man. We had a um, the house I lived at three, four years ago. It was like somebody's snake. wasn't anybody living there. It got left with one of my roommates by an old roommate. So we kept the snake. Mm-hmm. And we named the snake Miley Cyrus. Oh. And then we would name the little mice. And we named one Taylor Swift. It was a wonderful you fight. You know what? <laughs> Taylor didn't survive long. I'm bad that she didn't. <laughs> no. And that was a fairly hey, small hey, python. Hey, uh, 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 <laughs> we just offended 84. Don't be messing with T-Swift now. Oh, no, no. I'm a Taylor Swift fan now. 
Well, I'm not. I'm not against Taylor Swift. I don't know what the big deal is. I'm a Miley Cyrus fan too, though. I like Miley too. Yeah. So. And I'm all about that bass. Okay. Boom boom. <laughs> I believe you are. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I believe it. This I'm guy still in here. shock that you are afraid of rabbits. Not like deathly I've afraid. I've never heard anybody Not, say okay, I'm scared afraid, of a rabbit. Afraid isn't the word. Maybe a little skittish. It's just their whiskers. That, I'm not afraid of the whiskers. It's like I can't see its teeth. Yeah, well, they're they got little tiny teethies. Right. I mean, <laughs> rabbit can't bite you. Well, I've learned to like rabbits. Like I, I learned to love the rabbit that I was initially afraid of. I got over my fear. Like you just have to get acclimated. <laughs> it's again, it's things you don't know. Yeah. And also, it's a weird part of the being skittish around them. They also seem so fragile at the same time. Like a rabbit just seems so like like Gimli. Our dog is like ninety pounds. You can wrestle with them. You can you know pat him on the back and on the butt and hey, what's up, man? With a rabbit, you have to be so careful. And so cautious. I'm like, I don't want to hurt. It's like dropping a baby. I'm like, I don't want to drop the rabbit. Yeah. So he doesn't want to drop the rabbit. I'll just leave folks. He is I mean, perplexed just, over. You're bum fuzzled right now. You have blown my mind. That's what I was going for. A good bum fuzzling. Well, let's go to the phones because well, somebody's calling in. It, Indeed, that's what you were looking Indeed, for. That's what I shoot for here. Well, let's go to the phones. News talk. You're on there. Who's this? Hey, uh, this is Paul. I got to ask, who in the heck is afraid of Bugs Bunny? I'm not afraid <laughs> of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> uh, I just on the way home from work, and I just, <laughs> you know, I've been listening to the program. Hey, Terry, and I don't know the, the, the young lady with you guys, but it's Toya. Hello. Toya, Toya. Toya. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm well, to be an old guy. What are you I'm afraid of, Paul? <laughs> I'm afraid of work. Oh, well, I've been a we for 42 years. <laughs> Oh, and my wife, of course. Well, that's I a, fear her greatly. That's the correct answer. She, 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 yes, she is. She is my master. I'm her slave, and I'm indentured and happy. Oh wow! <laughs> that's all that matters. That means that you do what she tells you to do if you're happy and indentured. Oh, definitely as happy as I could be being an indentured Hebrew slave. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, I love the program. I listen to you all the time. No, thank uh, you. Day Paul. in, day out. Thanks a lot. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. Appreciate it. There's a lot of love. I, I'm one of the few hosts who will say, I love you right back. Oh, People I've yeah. never really even met. It's like one big radio family. Like, we're a bunch of disembodied voices. We've never met each other, yeah. but we know each other's voices. That works out. It does. That's good. Are you sure you still want to hang around and, like, come yeah. and hang out? I and am all these? good. I am loving it here. Hey, okay. I heard I heard y'all show y'all did the other night. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it was oh, a fun did you show. like it? It was. I, I had did. so much fun. I told I told Joey I was like a big kid. Like, oh my god, I got to come back. <laughs> because we just hang out and we see where the conversation goes. We get real serious and deep, or it can be silly, like me admitting my fear of rabbits. Um, it can go wherever. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you call me in here, it'll go <laughs> way off the rails. This guy, <laughs> like you said, can I come hang out and see how you interview folks, Joey? I don't interview him. I mean, I could. You know, I could I, ask you some tough questions. I've never but he been takes interviewed <laughs> and never volunteered to be interviewed. Right. Well, he's a wise man in that. That regard. would be extremely interesting. Well, and tomorrow night I'm talking about just flipping the script. I'm talking about uh, wrestling. 
guy coming in who used to work the independent circuit, not the big WWE stuff, but mm-hmm. like worked uh, kind of just little shows like in front of 50 people, 100 people. Man, but he I, did it for a few years. I can't wait for that. That should be fun. I know who you're going to have in. Yeah. Oh, and really he's had good. a whole other crazy <laughs> life, lived off grid for a little while. He's he's had a crazy life named Mike. Um, and last night was Raw's 25th anniversary. And it was a lot of nostalgia, but it was just kind of sad seeing like Stone Cold look good. But like how old Vince McMahon is. And oh, how I old. haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah, he. I mean, he came out and he did a pretty awesome little promo. But yeah, some of these folks, it's okay. You get the nostalgia play, but like move on. Twenty five years is a long time. Yeah, that is. And like you, you can't. It's just you got to give up, and you realize I can't do it like I used to. Time for the younger generation to take over. True. I think the whole society could learn that. Yeah. I'm not trying to be, you know, cruel. I, I think you're exactly right that that happens no matter what industry you're in. Mm-hmm. Is the old folks will try to hold on too long. Yeah. And they end up holding on. They're, think about uh, well, we got it. We football go. players. Yeah. Oh, we got to go. Yeah. I mean, you literally two hours. Ten seconds left. But Think about quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks retired on top? Right. Most of them come back and. Got to go out on top. 